0: Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aide, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight
2: podcast. Hello, everyone. We are at the fun part, the reunion. Welcome to Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast, season 15, episode 18. Hi, Aide. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We are here. Like I said, at the fun part. Ah, uh, this is the fun part. But.
0: I th- I loved this reunion. Did you love the reunion? Yes, I did. But.
2: Okay, what's the but?
0: It was like 50%. Oh, this is new and exciting. And 50%, I just watched 17 weeks of you people saying the same
2: thing. Mm. I'm trying to think how different that is from every other reunion. I think when they change, well, the format has always been the same. It's just when they go to the individual, we kind of have to just go over the same thing because (laughs) where else is there to go? It's just always better when everyone's together, but they obligatory, they have to go through each couple. So it was fine. I appreciated the order. We got the juicy stuff up front. We didn't have to wait. So, but yeah. How was your week? Was it as excellent as the episode or as rocky as the episode or (laughs) nothing close to the episode? (laughs) I mean, the
0: most exciting thing for me this week is that it's gymnastics world championships. Um, (laughs) I don't understand how people watch sports every week. I only have to watch gymnastics a few times a year. I'm like, this is very stressful.
2: But but what's going
0: on with you this week?
2: Nothing much. Relatively quite... week the most exciting thing i went to a survivor (laughs) i'm sure there are crickets everywhere as i said that i don't know anyone who still watches survivor but uh yes i'm still on it like i always joke i think i'm the best kind of fan to have like i just stick through forever and ever and ever i remember survivor in 2000 i was a what what do they call it now when you work at the grocery store i was a checkout. What's yes. That? Is that what it is? There you go. <laughs> I just blanked. Um, I was a cashier and I used to run to the break room just to kind of watch it or whatever. I fell off for a few years, but I'm back. But anyways, um, I'm sure some of our listeners, I think, have mentioned uh Rob has a podcast, everyone knows that. They finally came to DC and there was a live viewing and a live recording, and it was great. They had a lot of um past contestants including winners and i was most excited to see marianne Okech. she won last season and she's only the second black woman to win and she won 20 years to the day when the first black woman won and it's so exciting because she's just 24 and she's canadian but she's her heritage is african so it was just really I don't know, You just opened it to Canadians a few years ago, and now we've had back-to-back Canadians (laughs) win, so I don't know, it was very exciting, it's just nice to see everyone, and you got to talk to them, you got to take pictures, and all that stuff, so it was nice, it was a fun adventure, I had to go solo, well, even if you were here, you don't watch, so.
0: (laughs) I mean, I would have gone with you the same way I went with you to, what was it, Shep and whoever from a show that I don't watch. (laughs)
2: summer house shepherd wait i keep saying summer house and someone corrected me because they're crossing over and they're dating each other they are on southern charm but honestly i keep saying summer house winter house because they're kind of on both but the original show is southern charm but yes you're right
0: (laughs) but no i probably wouldn't have gone to the survivor thing so was this like your little mini bravo con for survivor
2: wouldn't say maybe a quarter not quite I don't know if it was the same but someone else did call it a cult again and I'm like huh, this is interesting I've attended cult-like activities in the span of a month <laughs> I mean it's having interest now being in a cult I guess it is in 2022 I guess the thing is it's a niche thing like remember how I said when people are always like oh I can't believe this is a thing and then I equate it to like sports but sports is the accepted thing Like it's okay for you to be obsessed about sports and go to a stadium and have a team or whatever. And in my mind, I don't see what the difference is between a reality show that has cities and you have people that you root for and you've been following them for years. Like the challenge, it's been years and I ride or die for CT till I die. So I don't know. It's the same to me, but it's not quite accepted. So everyone thinks it's strange, but it's the same to me. But see it's only certain sports because I can tell you as a
0: gymnastics fan. People are like, "Wait, you're going to actual meets to watch people do gymnastics?" People mm-hmm. don't consider that normal. Oh, but if you go to a football stadium, oh yes, that's normal.
2: Yeah, it is. I I am one of them. <laughs> 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 Every time Aid gets in her gymnastics stuff, I have to be like, "You know, it's fair. It it is a sport." So, Housekeeping. Share with the people what we have for them this week. This week, um, just a reminder, guys,
0: last week we were on with Mandy uh, Slutska from Is This Real Life? So you can go check out our episode if you haven't already. We talked BravoCon, the Potomac, Salt Lake City, Beverly Hills. We had a great time with Mandy, so go check that out if you haven't. Um, This week we also posted a bonus episode on Sister Wives. Also, that's on Patreon. And then next week, we are going to do a bonus episode on Love is Blind. We will cover the first 10 episodes of the show. Um, And then later on, we will do the rest of the season. We're at the first part of the reunion, which means that our Married at First Sight season is going to come to an end very soon. And we plan to be still putting out episodes for you guys uh, over the break and we'd love to hear your suggestions for what you'd like us to cover you can email us you can send us an instagram message you can send us a twitter message you can write a comment however you would like to suggest go on ahead and patrons we will have a patreon post for you to submit your suggestions on patreon all right Tame. things seem kind of quiet but what's going on with the old folks in math's land
2: they are quiet um jasmina had a birthday as usual serenus looks and me just enjoying looking at them i think she traveled i want to say she's in jamaica but i'm not sure i can't quite pinpoint her location or where she is but happy be- birthday jasmina um some of the cast um wished her a happy birthday steve wished her a happy birthday Noi wished her a happy birthday and katina Um, Beth and Jamie from the Charlotte season are moving again. They are not telling us where they're moving to. It's like a surprise type and it's a little annoying. I mean, I get it. You have to retain your viewership or whatever it's called for content, but it's like, we're moving again and we just get pictures of the boxes and they're saving it for whenever to let us know where they're moving to. That
0: post was not very well written.
2: It was very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Something about we're living
0: in the Carolinas and we wanted to live somewhere else and we're moving people and then we're moving and we'll
2: let you know where we're moving lately. I was like, this is a lot, a lot of words. <laughs> At first, I thought they said they were staying put in the Carolinas, but then it was like, it's home, it's always home, but it's not. And I'm like, okay. So I will keep up and I will let you guys know where they are moving to. One of my favorite participants of the show ever, Trey from the ATL season, the original ATL season three, I want to say. Um, he's originally from Kentucky and he moved back to Kentucky, I think. It's been a while he has. I just wasn't sure if he had moved back or not, but he bought his first house and he was celebrating that. So congratulations to Trey. Um, I started this last week when Jamie thought she was pregnant. Even though it said negative, she still tried... Um, again and was still suspicious because her period was still late. But right before we came to record, she put out a live and she got her period and she's not gonna take the pregnancy test anymore. And she just she and Doug just kind of gave spoke to us. Well, she did most of the speaking, and Doug was just like affirming in the background yes, mm-hmm, we'll try. We're grateful. And things like that. And they're like, last time when they got pregnant with their second child, they just kind of took the stress off of it. And then it just happened. So she's hoping for the best. And she's going to enjoy the holidays. And she hopes that it happens. And as a follow-up, I think you got somebody responding to you, letting you know why they like Jamie. Our listener,
0: Emily, sent me a very nice message telling me why she likes Jamie. And she says that she finds her genuine. Um, which I think we agree on that. I don't think Jamie is disingenuous. I think that she just puts out too much. But I do understand, especially if you're like going through what Jamie's going through, childbirth, trying to conceive, trying to raise kids, struggling through your marriage. I can understand how it helps to see someone who puts it all out there. But for my flavor, it's too much. (laughs) I understand why people like Jamie. I do. I get it. But I don't.
2: Yeah. It could be also like the demographic. We're probably not her demographic. We're not in the same phase of life that she's in. Very true. Yeah. And finally, it looks like Gil from Houston season got a job with United Airlines. I don't know what exactly he's doing. And I don't know if he announced it earlier, but he seemed like he was a I don't want to say a traffic controller or baggage. He wore like the vest, the orange vest, and had like the the lanyard that just said United. And he said, if you think that I already travel too much now that it's free, and he put that in quotes, wait till you see what it's going to be like now that it's free, in quotes. So my assumption is that he got a job with United. So he'll be traveling a lot more. Interesting. I once had a friend whose husband worked for the airline's she
0: was deathly afraid to fly and could not take advantage of any of his free flights. I was like, what a waste.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm
0: glad Gil will be using his miles. Go ahead, Gil.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I'm thinking of a reality show where a reality show husband was on the airlines. Ah, I remember. Little Women, LA. Did you ever watch that? No. It was like I- Housewives with the little... I feel like we follow them on Instagram. <laughs> oh, we only follow Tara. But Tara is the one who started it all. She was like the grand dame of all of it because there were franchises. There was Dallas, there was New York, there was Atlanta, and I watched it all. But anyways, yeah, anyways, her husband worked there. Um, That's all I got for the people.
0: I feel like everybody is now, we're getting all these notifications that everybody has paid subscription content for Instagram. And I guess this is the direction that Instagram is going because I've noticed it with non mass people too. Yeah. But there's another one people can send me a message about. If you are paying for Instagram content, please let me know. Cause I just can't see myself doing it.
2: Yeah. I know some people are talking about it on Twitter. Like would there would people actually pay for that? But here's the thing, people forget. They're, for everything in your life that you think is normal, there are other people that you think is not normal. There's other people who think it's normal, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people. I mean, not I'm sure. We know people who looked at us crazy when we went to BravoCon. Like, why <laughs> would you pay for that? So I think there's a market for everything, and these people. This is how they make their living with content. So hey, they might not get bites, but it is okay. Uh... Okay, probably. Yeah, they're providing stuff, so. I think as
0: humans, though, we're, and this is where the newspaper industry kind of like went to crap. You gave people something for free, and then afterwards you're like, oh, we want you to pay for it. And people had gotten so used to getting things for free that they, they just like weren't ready to pay.
2: It is, but I think what we're also grasping or grappling with is just we're watching change happen in real time like there's just so many things that are just changing it's just that it's changing so fast and so quickly but this must be how the generation before felt <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a new norm i don't know did you watch dubai blink i tried
0: but there were subtitles oh okay <laughs> how am i going to surf my phone if there's subtitles uh, no comments <laughs> <laughs>
2: But there was a lady there's obviously one of the people who's part of the cast is a influencer and that's how she makes a living. And you can tell that the rest of the cast or whatever looked down on her for that. And they're just saying, Oh, everything is for content. Everything's for that. But what the silent part of what the person or the girls that were getting down on her for is it's a new world. It's how she makes a living. And I think a lot of people can not understand how, That is a source of income, but they make good money. So everyone just needs to get on board and realize that the world is different now. All right. We should really start talking
0: about this lovely reunion episode. So after the break, we'll get into it.
1: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.
2: All right, all right. I was excited because this is the first in the last, maybe the last four weeks, I didn't know what to expect. Yes, we've had previews, but I didn't know what to expect. We're done with the same old fights, same old things and all that stuff. So we start with a round robbing of them just saying the night before the reunion or the day of the reunion, I think. Alexis is excited for it. Ben is working out. This man hasn't stopped smiling since. And we find out that usually... I think it's six months after decision day, but this is five months. Yeah, it is. And they're all seated. And I got to tell you, uh, Kevin wasn't wrong. All the ladies look gorgeous. And I don't know if the men look dapper. I'm sure. But I was just looking at the women. They were very pretty. What did you think?
0: They were very pretty. I would not even try to rank the dresses because I don't know who I'd put number one and who I'd put number five. Everybody looked really good.
2: You know, it's funny. I watched it later and I was going to text you like, hey, are we ranking dresses? Then I was like, I'm not going to do that because then she'll tell me to rank it. And I don't know what to do. So <laughs> I'm not going to put it there. She didn't say anything. But honestly, I think I will put Alexis as one. And it sounds cliche because I think I always put her as one, but I think I will put her as one. She looked good. That was it. I think they all agreed they were going to do the slit thing because everyone's slits was out. Well, most of them. They also agreed to sparkle yeah uh, and solid colors yeah and they're all bright colors i didn't really like stasha's dress funny enough she you, one thing you can guarantee with stasha is she will always have a bright color dress but i don't know something about it i just i just wasn't feeling the the look but lindy's looked really good on her yes as did Kristen's. yeah morgan looked good morgan looked the best she's looked the
0: whole time she's been on the show I did wonder if Lindy had lent her that dress because it was very similar in color and style to Lindy's decision day dress. But Lindy's was like shiny. This one was like sequins, So I was like, OK, it's not the same. It's just the same color.
2: Yeah, it's just the same color because uh, I think the decision day, it was, uh, what's it called? When it's folded. Oh, man, the older you get, the more you blank out on words. But anyways, um, Justin is sitting and he was reminiscent of the after party because that man spread was back. Like, Lordy, <laughs> Lord, close your legs. Um, they all say it feels good to see everyone. And Kevin asked them how it's been watching themselves on TV. Nate says that it's been an eye-opener watching himself on TV, and he could have pushed harder, and it was a learning experience. He does say that he doesn't take anything as a loss. And I thought those choice of words were very interesting. Because I then I thought, are they not together? What is Mm -hmm. a loss? (laughs) Same (laughs) thought. I was like, panicking. I was like, what are you saying? (laughs) But the braids are gone though. So he got himself a nice haircut and RIP braids. Um, Kristen says she learns that she over enunciates. And Alexis is like, she's the opposite. She under enunciates. And she learned that it's celebrate and not celibate. Did we (laughs) catch that? She said celibate. No, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Justin says that he cries a lot. I'm like, I don't think he learned that. He told us from the beginning, but he learned that he could develop a tough skin. And for the most part, Alexis held it down and he was very complimentary of her. And I'm like, "Mm, what's going on with these two? And he kept on calling her
0: his wife. And I was like, "Mm, uh, mm."
2: (laughs) yeah, it was a very weird, um, structure, because they flat out just started with Stasha and Nate. And Kevin says, oh, we're starting with them. And Sasha says, oh, because we're fun. And he says, because you're the poster children for sex. And I'm like, okay. Is that so a title? They, Is that a thing? I, just, I, don't, I, I, I don't know. No, it's just, eh, I don't know. So they play a package of their scenes and all the couples are like, oh. And I'm like, didn't you see this on After Party? Like, huh? But they
0: all I seem to- surprised. I had to do some math when everybody was surprised. I was like, okay, you guys got married in January. You had eight weeks, then you had decision day. So that would have put you at the latest end of March. Then five months later, that puts you only in August. So maybe they have only seen like, but I'm like, wasn't that thing at the honeymoon? Have you seen a month's worth of episodes? You
2: should have already seen that. I mean, again, anyone who was at their after party episode should have seen it, but they all seemed surprised. So, mm-hmm. so Ke- Kevin asked them if they discussed any of the scenes. I'm like, uh, how would they discuss that? But anyways, Sasha's like, no, they just went with the flow and they both say that they're attracted to each other. No, Nate says that they were attracted to each other. They were comfortable with each other and they just never looked back from there. So we start into the scene that everyone was waiting for from the preview. Kevin asks, who is not on good terms? No one says anything, crickets. (laughs) Kevin says, okay, let's try another way, even better. Has anyone been blocked? Social media. Um, this is the part my husband walked by and he's like, oh, he's looking for smoke, huh? So, Nate says absolutely that he didn't block anybody, but Justin unfollowed everybody. And, you know, listen very closely because Nate is really tight on Justin following everyone. So Ju- Kevin asked Justin and Ju- Justin is like, oh, I don't want to get into it. I mean, how are you not going to get into it? When a grown man unfollowed every one of his fellow cast members and you're in a reunion show, make it make sense. Nate says, I want to know. <laughs> Justin, <laughs> Justin <sighs> says, I blocked Nate because he's two different people and he doesn't play that. And Nate says, can you give me examples? Can you be specific how I'm two different people? Justin is like, no, you're just fake. Then he goes, no, I want examples. And then Justin was like, okay. We bonded and we said we were going to have each other's back. But when I came back to you to, uh, to tell you about maybe an issue or whatever, Nate told him that his dad raised him not to get into people's business, which we saw on the show. (laughs) But when Morgan and Ben had issues, he was all up in Morgan's business. So if he figured that low, his picking and choosing. I'm gonna say this again, and I'm gonna say this how I heard this. Well, well, when when you said you got my back, and then you told me that my dad raised you, and you don't get in people's business, but then when Morgan and Ben had issues, you 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 picked up for Morgan. Whining? What? What? This was even what? <laughs> I could not.
0: I'm laughing so hard because as you recounted to me. It is even more unbelievable. This man first he fixed himself to unfollow all of his castmates. That's mm-hmm. immature and that's petty. Then he had the audacity to call Nate fake, and I'm like, you know me. It's my number one pet peeve of reality TV is when people start calling people fake. You need to come up with some real examples. Then he comes up with an example, and all we're hearing is, "Well, you sound real dumb right now."
2: <laughs> you didn't. Prove, you didn't pick me. <laughs> like. <laughs> When he said it, I was like, surely, surely, this is not, did he play this in his mind? Did he say this out? Is he hearing himself? And I'm like, huh? Nate said, I'm not looking to be a therapist. I can't be <laughs> telling to my wife. And <laughs> I need to focus on my wife. And for you to be upset that I'm not tending to you, that's weird. And that's the way Nate says, that's weird. <laughs> because it's true. And I
0: also think you would think <laughs> that after Justin has had his wonderful experience of getting in Ben's business, that this he would not stop. come to the reunion and say, Well, you're fake because you didn't get in people's business. Has Justin learned anything?
2: No. And N-O. oh. N-O. And oh. And Justin says, that's not weird. And Nate says, you know what? You're a crybaby and you get emotional. So basically, you took it personally and that's why you unfollowed me. Period. Point. Blank. <laughs> Like I love you, Nate. I shouldn't. I know. But I just the thing about Nate is he hates all this. I hate small talk. I hate when people are beating around the bush and all that. And even when Stasher does that to Nate and she's going around, Nate is like, so you just want more attention? And she's like, oh yeah. Why didn't you just say that? He just wrapped it up and said, you got emotional. You took it personally and you unfollowed him because you got in your feelings. And really, truly, that's what it is. How does it make him fake? I just you're going to have problems with a lot of people if you keep misunderstanding them. And then from nowhere, Justin blurts out, "You made a pass at me twice before the show." And everyone is like, "Huh?" <laughs> <laughs> and then and they go to commercial. It was so they come back and it was so random and it was so weird, and Justin kept saying, "You said that and I put you in your place." He said it twice. And I'm like, "Just I Alexis, I think, is looking for the ground to swallow her because she's just (laughs) sitting there and not even moving. And then Kevin stops it because they're going back, forth, back, forth. And he says, why would you throw that out there? And this dumbass, eh, I mean, Justin, guys, says, I don't know any guy who compliments another guy two days in a row on how nice their skin and their teeth are. Aid, I died from embarrassment because... There is no way that came out of his mouth and Justin is truly showing his ass. So you are recording this podcast with my ghost because how, how is this real life? And I love that it went from, uh, maybe it is my understanding of what making
0: a pass is, but I'm like, how do we go from he made a pass to he gave you some
2: compliments? That's wild. But the funny part was, even after he said that, (laughs) just as Nate says, um, You still haven't answered why you unfollowed me. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I
0: was curious. I was like, Nate, thank you for bringing it back around. Because I am, I'm, I'm like, what did Kristen do to Justin to make him unfollow her?
2: It's like, okay, so that's why you unfollowed me. How about everybody else? says, <laughs> because <laughs> I wanted to. And then Nate is like, oh, okay. And then all of a sudden, Justin gets bucked. And then he's like, take some bass out your voice, boy. And Nate is like, what are you going to do, bro? And then Justin stands up, starts taking off his jacket, and then Ben jumps in, and everyone is shouting. And then, and I'm like, the great part. I mean, both were wrong. Like, Nate should have just temper- – but we all know Nate has a temper, and he's not going to back down, and he's very stubborn. But the best part to me was, like, Justin was all taking off his jacket, standing up, doing – Nate does not move an inch. He doesn't blink. He doesn't flicker. He doesn't – he just sits. And he's like, you capping, bro. You capping and fabricating. I just...
0: Justin has no... I mean, I cannot understand Justin. I will never understand Justin. I feel good because I never liked Justin from the word go. And he's proving my my dislike. It was very warranted. Um, But I just love that Justin did all of that. And the whole time I'm like... I, I think I even rewound it back to make sure. Nate never got up
2: from his seat. Not not a one. He just sat there was like, what you gonna do? Capping, fabricating out, fold your skinny ass.
0: <laughs> I love I love a good trash talking. I love a good trash talking, where everybody keeps their hands to themselves.
2: It was really great. And I tell you, it was so embarrassing that if Alexis hadn't chosen to divorce him at this moment, she needed to have divorced him right this second. Mm-hmm. But I had a thought. I feel like he was peacocking on Alexis's behalf, I think he thinks this is what, you know, you know, we already established that Justin, he, social, he doesn't know how to read the room and all that. And I think he thinks this is what Alexis wants. And this makes him look, oh, manly and all that. And the woman appreciates, because, you know, I mean, Nate doesn't like Alexis. I mean, I, I don't, I hope they talk about it next part two. But from um, the diaries and all that, confessionals, Nate is not a fan. And I think he thinks, you know, because if something else happens, but I just feel like he's using it as equity because he's going to be like, I stood up for you. The reason why I stood up is like, Nate disrespected my wife and blah, 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 because Justin doesn't think in rational. So part of me thought that. And I don't know if Alexis appreciated that. I almost feel like you're giving him too much credit.
0: (laughs) It's a plausible theory. But I just think Justin is very much in his feelings. He saw the things that Nate said about him. Maybe some of the things even on After Party. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And he, I don't know. And I wonder if Nate was really his target or if someone else would have started with him asking why they unfollowed. Would he have argued with them?
2: I I can't tell because, again, Justin is not rational, but... There's something about Nate. I don't know if it's, he's the only other black man in the cast. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that, if Nate is what he would like to be. I don't know. I, you know, I feel kind of weird speaking for him, but something about Nate, besides maybe the dislike triggered him, or maybe because Nate came off more masculine because Nate always stood up, stood his ground. And maybe he's seen, you know, what people said about him, but he always told us that he didn't care. But we've said it from the beginning. I just feel like Justin operates from a place of insecurity. This has been his whole life. And now it gives more perspective that if he thinks another man complimenting him was a pass, now we know what it means when he said, all the women just wanted his meat. <laughs> Someone just probably said, you have a nice shirt. He's like, oh, she wants my pants. She wants what's in my pants. So I don't know, but uh, you know, a bunch of people on the internet have been saying that Nate was probably just giving him a compliment because he saw he was very insecure and he needed a boost. (laughs) He was just (laughs) trying to give him, but he's had nice teeth. Hmm. Anyways, um, Kevin tells, Oh, he walks away and he goes off stage Alexis walks right behind him. I'm like, what are these two doing? Are they together? What, what? Why is she taking care of him in this moment? I was
0: so worried. I was like, Oh my God, they're back together.
2: Hmm. My husband did say when he saw them together, like, I think they've gone back together. <laughs> like, they're probably d- d- dipping and dabbing with each other. And I was like, I it can't be. Alexis hates him. So anyways, Kevin tells Nate that he can't engage in something that is so seemingly ridiculous. This is what makes it worse. Justin is doing all of that and everyone's laughing at you still. <laughs> still. Everyone's laughing at you. And I was like, like, I know... That they shouldn't act like this. I know Nate should probably have have you know held himself back or controlled himself, but this is what Justin does. He keeps poking and poking and poking. That's how Alexis just came out right and said so like, "I want a divorce." If you keep poking, you're gonna get what you what you want. I don't know what it is that you're looking out of it, but Nate was the scapegoat this time. So at this point, Alexis and Justin are backstage. She's telling him to breathe and relax, and you know she came like he came for. Himself and for her, and to focus on them. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> and he didn't come for Nate, so he should just breathe. And I'm like, ugh, this man is showboating, showboating. And he was like, okay, I hear you. I hear you. So they're talking still on the stage, and everyone was like, oh, we know it's BS. And Morgan is like, he's just projecting. And they all echo it. Aid, what is he projecting? I'm not going there. <laughs> I don't know what, I'm surprised they kept it in. And I'm like, what do they think he'll be interpreted as? Why are they saying he's projecting?
0: The only thing that I thought that they could say he was projecting is like, you're accusing
2: someone else of being attracted to you because you're attracted to them. Hmm. I was just very surprised that they kept it in. Because that's a huge canvas to lay it in. It's not right to... project or speak on anyone's sexuality, but I don't know what is going on with Justin. It could be other things in his life or anything, but Justin is not comfortable in his skin. He's not a secure person. That's the one thing I feel like I deduce from his actions throughout the entire season.
0: And I I, I totally agree. No speculating on people's sexuality, but he did come here to speculate on someone else's, so his <laughs> immunity is up.
2: Also, to throw it as a jab. Also, it's just very disgusting. But anyways, Kevin addresses that. Oh, no, Kristen was telling everyone and saying, like, yeah, but it is true. Like, he did follow us and follow us and then follow us again. And I'm like, a grown man? Oh, my God. <laughs> so
0: that was worse than just unfollowing everybody, that you followed them back and then unfollowed them again?
2: mm mm So... My last final, very funny moment is that they all come back. Kevin is like, everybody good, everybody okay. And then they sit down. And the first thing Nate says is, you're going to answer the question and tell us. <laughs> 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 and then everyone's like, Nate, let it go. Let it go. Just behave and all that or whatever. So Kevin asked, and then right after saying behave, he told to Justin, I was like, so Justin, why did you unfollow everyone else? <laughs> EG like Kristen. Why did you unfollow her? And he says the same thing that the people he followed were for him and Nate was like, "But you unfollowed everyone." <laughs> and then he met, and then he says, "Well, for example, I unfollowed I think Morgan and Kristen or something because we were supposed to go on a hike and they went without me and then I was like, "Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I am so embarrassed for this man." And Nate was like, you should just say you get into your feelings. And he's like, also, why did you call me gay? And then he said it again. And then he's going on like, Nate is hot at this moment. So that's why I give him kudos for his restraint, because you could tell, like, this is absolutely not what he wanted to do. But Kevin tells Justin, like, I just want to let you know, moving forward in your life to a man complimenting you does not mean that he is gay know why this 31-year-old or however old he is needs to be told that. Toxic masculinity. Toxic
0: masculinity. And I feel like, you know, weirdly enough, this has come up on MAPS before. But I find that, um, no offense to Nate, I'm not trying to accuse him of anything, but you can tell that homophobia is alive and well in America by what happens when someone accuses someone of being gay on reality TV. Cause the answer is never. So what if I was? <laughs> and is- and I, I I I'm not mad at Nate. I, I yeah. think it's okay for him to say like, but I'm not. Um, but the fact that Justin thinks that it's something you can use as an insult to somebody, it it it
2: really reveals your uh, the homophobia. Yeah, it does. But honestly again, not speaking for Nate because I don't know him personally, but I think for Nate, it's not even like, I don't even think he cares. And like everyone said, and I think I've said it and I'll say it again, even if Nate was gay, I just don't think Justin would be his type. But I think Nate's thing was like, you can't just throw throw out things that aren't factual. I don't think it necessarily is maybe the fact that he said he was gay. He could have just said like, And you like apples. And Nate is just going to be like, why would you say something that's a lie? I'm allergic. I don't even like apples. Like, why would you even say that? It was just more about not being truthful. Definitely.
0: But Nate also said, I'm secure enough in my... I think he said Uh, either his masculinity or sexuality or something. You're right. And I was like, "Mm, you're not wrong to say that. But I wish in the year 2022... That when people get accused of being gay on reality TV, you could say all kinds of things. If I was, you wouldn't be my type. <laughs> um, uh, awesome. Like, is that supposed to be an insult? Because that's kind of an insult to all gay people everywhere for you to throw it, as an, if you mean it as an insult. Like, that's it's true. just, I don't, I'm not, I, I want to be very clear that there's no, like, single reaction that you're supposed to have when someone says, oh, you're gay or you're attracted to men. But I just find it interesting that still it's seen as an insult.
2: Yeah. And in this case, I think it would mean he was cheating on his wife.
0: <laughs> that too. And that he lied on a reality television to that he wanted to be married to a man. But
2: I'm like, what if Nate
0: is bi? Is it okay? It's okay to be bi. It's
2: okay. It's okay. I think it's just everything about it was nasty. I don't know. It was just really grimy. Like you can't just throw that out. Like you had nothing else and you just threw out, you hit on me twice. Like, and then you kept it the entire show. Justin is trash. 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 But anyways, after Kevin tells him, like, it doesn't mean that you're gay, he's like, yeah, I'm not going to take that away, but it's just how I felt. I was like, Justin, that has got you in a lot of trouble. These feelings and feelings of things that you're making up in your head. But didn't he tell us in the last two, seasons, the last two episodes how, how much he's learned that he's always in his head and he creates these scenarios? So clearly that was a lie.
0: If Justin has grown since the moment we met him, I don't see it.
2: Hmm. Ain't that the truth. But anyways, after all that entertainment, we will be right back to discuss Kristen and Mitch. And we're back. So Kristen and Mitch come out and Kevin tells them that they had an amicable breakup that eventually turned sour. They play the clip of the ajar door and all that. I couldn't tell in the little box if Kristen was cringing at herself or if she was still fine with all the things she said. Um, Kevin asked them how they're, how they're doing. They say they're completely done, but they're on okay terms. Um, Justin asked Mitch if he felt like he was being ganged up on that night. And he said, yes. And I'm like, well, because he was, and you know, Mitch is very divisive because I'm not saying Mitch is the greatest person. Mitch's problem is like, he just wants to be honest all the time and not keep things confusing. And we think, and we've said it, Mitch just wants everything to be clear. There's not going to be any confusion. And they were the ones that were harping on the whole door thing and all that. So I I still, I mean, you agree, right? I think we both said the same thing. It still was unfair how they piled up on him last mm-hmm. episode. Kevin asks Alexis if she asked. And she goes, oh yeah, that she's a protector. I was like, Ain't nobody ask you? But she asked her just to keep everything clear, so she's not waiting by the phone. But why would she? Why don't you tell your friend not to wait by the phone without involving Mitch, who had made it clear what he wanted? So I don't know, something about it. I just didn't like Mitch defending himself again, again. when he was very clear that all he wanted was a friendship. Like I don't know, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm. Uh, this
0: will be a theme throughout this episode. Uh, I, Mitch did not do anything wrong, and get
2: he's constantly apologizing. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, nothing much there. It was the same old thing of just Mitch, and I think um Kristen said something about he didn't want to be married. Which, okay. I mean, uh, every time people come on the show and it doesn't work out, they weren't ready to be married, and I'm like, maybe. Or maybe they weren't ready to be married to you. That is exactly what it was. And I think if you notice, Kristen said a lot of times she kept saying she's a catch.
0: Which I agree with her. But the fact that you have to say it all the time negates it a little, Kristen. It's a fake confidence. It doesn't feel like a real confidence. Mm
2: -hmm. She does. So then we move on to Lindy and Miguel. Guys, Lindy loves being in front of the camera. Before they came out, she was excited. (laughs) and she was like I can't wait to come out and then they come out and then they confirm that they're still together Miguel says everything works and it's so easy Lindy says she got the man that she asked for Um, right now Lindy has moved to Miguel's place and she's sprucing up the place and just making it more of a home Kevin says that we were concerned that Miguel might have been too nerdy for her did we think that? we did remember we made jokes about Dungeons and Dragons and stuff Hmm. Oh, okay. And if there was concern and she says she actually thinks it's adorable and now she's a pro at it. Miguel says that she's really good at it and they play weekly. Now they switched to the couple's retreat and Kevin was like, well, that was a different side of you that we saw. Miguel says he did apologize that he was going through a lot. Lindy says, you have to remember that they were new and it's normal to have the disconnects. She says for her, she has been on a new journey of discovery and self-worth and growth, and that's helping their marriage. Um, Kevin asks if um Miguel has seen the moment that Lindy's always speaking about. Like, you know, she's always telling him, you haven't seen me get angry. Like it's a cute thing. Um, and he says he he has, but that Lindy walks him through the stages. I just thought that was weird, but okay. If they like it, I love it. I felt like
0: he was saying, Lindy gives me lots of chances to course correct before I she gets to that stage. <laughs> she gives me warnings, like, here, I'm on stage one. Okay, I'm on stage two. And that way he can fix his behavior before she gets to stage three. <laughs> okay.
2: Um, Kevin brings up the last name situation and says, like, you know, it's something that's important. Um, That's a discussion that he's had in his household, Kevin, that is. And Miguel says that it is important to him. And then Lindy confirms after so much dramatic music that she has hyphenated her name. And it was her decision to hyphenate her name. She ain't letting that insurance go. So Uh, I am no
0: expert on Puerto Rican last names, but I believe hyphenating is what they do there. So I mean... So, I thought that was interesting that she hyphenated instead of just taking the last name. And I wondered if Miguel had always wanted her to hyphenate or if he wanted her to take the last name, which I'm like, but that's not how Puerto Ricans do
2: last names. I don't think, I mean, yeah, that's how they do it, but it's like, it's not a hard, fast rule. So, and he didn't say hyphenate. He kept saying take my last name. <laughs> so, so Kevin asked about kids, and Kevin asking about kids in 2022 is still so strange to me. Like, it's just, I don't think it's proper. It's not. Anyways, but they answered. They said they want a home first. And when they have a home, then they'll have kids. He asked Lindy when she's ready for kids. And she says she'll be ready tonight. Um, Kevin asked Lindy when she knew it was a yes. And Lindy says that it was a yes truly after prom because of how they resolved it, that she felt secure and marriage and this is how marriage and life is you get to a tough point you get past it and i'm so glad that kevin asked like what did she see that was resolved <laughs> because that's what i was thinking i was like nothing was resolved you were crying every day and you were like you don't know what else to do and you were yelling at your friend that you're exhausted so she says that you know the understanding like understanding where he was coming from and being there for him when he was in a dark place and they kind of wrap up their section and I don't, okay. I like Lindy and Miguel. I think they generally like each other, but now I think people are getting in my ear because my friend is like, yeah, she doesn't believe them. They're putting on an act and I can see it. Lindy's, I don't know why I'm about to say Lindy seems like the kind of person that wants to present everything as perfect because really she's not based on the season. She always airs it out, whatever issues is going on, but I got a couple of friends who don't think that she's being genuine and she just wants to be the it lovey-dovey couple of the season. What did you think? No, I think they're good. That's what I think too.
0: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I just think that they're fine. I think that they, they could talk about their stuff. I mean, yes, there was the same regurgitation of the same issues, but, yeah, I just, they looked happy to me. Um, I didn't notice that they had done a matching tie, bow tie, dress situation until Kevin pointed
2: it out. Oh, I saw it. I was like, okay, so this is going to be your thing now? Cute. But yeah, uh, they, they always were the golden couple. I don't,
0: maybe I'm delusional, but yeah, I thought, I thought they would be fine and I'm glad that they're fine.
2: I have a friend who's never forgiven Miguel. She still thinks that he's manipulative and Miguel triggers people. I got to tell you, and I can't, I feel like people who have gone through, I don't know, emotional abuse, um, he triggers something in them and people seem to identify something in him. So I, I'm always like, what am I missing? Like, I get it. I see it, but I, every time it's the same thing, controlling and manipulative. And, I, well, and in my mind, I, he just had a few bad weeks, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I think he had a few bad weeks, and I keep on thinking that there was something going on
0: in his life that week that they're not telling us. There was a lot of references to, had a tough week, I had a tough week, I had a tough week. And I was like, what was going on? Was it something with your family? They just kept on skirting around it. Yeah. And so- maybe that would, like, provide us more sympathy for Miguel. But you're right. I mean, he clearly, I think, triggered Sasha in some ways that they will get mm-hmm. into the next episode. So maybe Miguel really sucks and uh, we just don't see it. (laughs) I mean, for Lindy's sake, I I hope not. (laughs) Me too.
2: Really happy. (laughs) Let them stay (laughs) happy. Let people have happiness. The world is dark. So we moved on to Stasha and Nate. And Kevin calls them one of the greatest couples of all time. Aid? I would never. Why? Why would he say that?
0: <laughs> because they had a lot of sex on TV. I mean, what what qualifies for them that, oh, for that?
2: No, no, no. Did not agree with that. They confirmed that they're still together. He asks if they're living together. Nate says yes. Stasha makes a face. And we're like, oh, Lord, what is happening now? Nate says that he has moved in. But Stasha says not really. Then they say they're doing a few weeks here, a few weeks there. He says he, le- he lives downtown. She lives in the suburbs, but it's not an adjustment. It's not a deal breaker. But then he said his lease is not up for eight more months. Okay, a, this is where I need your math brain. If this is five months after decision day, did he renew his lease to a 13-month lease? Like, re- like what what is happening? The only thing I
0: could think is that he had a two-year lease. <laughs> do they do that? I thought yeah. the ah yeah you you plenty of places do two-year leases um so i just assumed that well i was like either he re-signed his lease after decision day because he wasn't ready to move in which is valid or he had a two-year lease that he has chosen not to get out of because most leases you can pay two months rent and you're done <laughs> yeah i
2: didn't consider a two-year lease because I think he lives in an apartment downtown and I thought apartments just go up to 13 months like private rentals. I, I believe you can do a two-year lease, but the apartments I didn't know did 24 months. I haven't seen that in forever. Huh? yeah. But like you said, you can break a lease, but I mean, they can clearly afford it, but I think he knows why he's not letting that go, <laughs> but that's for them to find out. <laughs> Um, Nate says he's just outside his comfort zone and it's an adjustment, but he says that, yes, it's no surprises we heard that Stasha was everything that he asked for. So then
0: they play a package that shows their argument before decision day. And it's kind of funny because as I was looking at them, watch the package, it looks like they're trying not to laugh. I thought that was a good sign. And then afterwards, Nate is like, oof. And Kevin asks how Stasha feels watching that. And Stasha says, you know, we still kind of have the things that we talked about there. That they're compromising, that they're always together, but that they can work on opening up. And Kevin says that they're amazing. And then they talk about their emotional spectrum, how she's on one end and he's on the other. And they're working on finding the medium. Kevin pushes a little bit more and asks if she's getting More than what she got on the show, basically. And she says more than where they were, but not what she wants. She wants more emotional and mental stimulation. I was like, is that an insult? (laughs) (laughs) Like, he provides some emotional and mental stimulation, but not enough?
2: I mean, that's what she's been saying all season long.
0: It was very regurgitative. This is the same thing. She says she wants to understand his point of view, but it's hard for her. And Nate says that she demands these things and then they have to battle. Kevin asks if Stasha is better at relinquishing control. And they have a whole thing about, no, Stasha's not really better at relinquishing control. Like she wants him to cook dinner, but then he starts cooking dinner and then she's behind him saying, no, do it this way. And I mean, they laugh about it and they seem to have a good humor about it, but I kind of think these two are doomed.
2: <laughs> um, I am with you right there. In fact, I think I spelled it out. I was like, I don't know about these two. So, yeah. Kevin says that another touchy
0: subject for them is the three magic words. Has Nate told Stasha that he loves her? He says, absolutely. He says it every day. And Kevin asks if it gives Stasha ease or happiness to hear it. And she says yes, because she knows that he means it. And she knew it and she felt it. And she said that he was falling in love on the honeymoon and they show a clip. And then Nate is like, that was just like excitement. And then they kind of like bicker about whether or not... I I was like, please stop. Nate should have kept his mouth shut, by the way.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Nate is just trying to be a Mitch at this point. He's just like, let's be clear. You don't always have to be right.
0: Just, Just go with it. You love her now, so why does it matter that you didn't really love her then? And we all understand that you can't love somebody really that you know anyway. You didn't need to go into all that. Yeah, unnecessary. So the deleted scene that we got for them was a clip of them building a picture wall. Um, Tain, when did it, was it decided that everybody needs every restaurant, every photo op needs a green wall, like grass wall with a neon sign or something
2: in the last few years when social media, I told you social media is slowly changing our lives. I don't know for the better, for the worse. I don't know, but everyone needs a selfie background. So there is somebody at work who that's her background for like her office. Each yeah. time I'm like,
0: but why? Of all the office themes you could pick, please Lord don't let her listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um. So we see them building the wall and it was cute and it was nice. But of course we come back to the two of them with Kevin and Kevin is like, Sasha, does Nate still do stuff like that? And she says, yeah, kind of. And then they have a whole discussion, which I found very illuminating. Nate says, everything with stasha there's a but if i do something it's like oh you cooked but oh this but Um, and this is something that we as the viewers can very well see Mm -hmm. in her response to even does he continue to do stuff so then he's like i took her jet skiing and i took her axe throwing and she kind of comes back and is like but those are things you wanted to do i did them with you because you enjoy them but you can't call
2: that something that you did for me exactly and then if you actually spell out what it is that you want to do and then he does it you're like but i told you that this is what i want to do so you didn't really do it so she's just never going to be satisfied it's really sad (laughs) um i think what's the sad part about it is like she wants to keep diagnosing nate but i'm like spend some of that energy on yourself though definitely but i it's like even when stasha has a point
0: I think that it's okay to be like you have not... If if he hasn't planned anything that you
2: actually want to do, it's okay to say that. That's why it was very interesting when Stasha said... When Kevin asked the thing that they're doing that's good, and she said their communication is much better. And I'm like, uh, I still think you're beating around the bush and not actually saying what you need. And Nate is just dug it about stuff like he's just trying to get he's he's very concerned about being right so i'm not sure how that's better
0: i agree i don't think nate is perfect in this situation but stasha does come off as a person who he will never make happy and yeah. he said it actually on the show i'm i'm almost somewhat surprised that they've gone five months afterwards because like he said if you keep on pushing and pushing and pushing eventually i will want to stop trying i'm surprised he's not there yet.
2: Yeah. Don't worry, he has his he has his apartment.
0: He'll be there. Kevin asks about children, and Stasha says, well, maybe in a year, but for her, that's a whole discussion about, well, how long? Well, how long do you want? How long does he want? Nate says he wants two and a half years. Stasha says that she wants a year, but she's missing the husband being on board with it. And Nate says that it's the emotional connection that we have to work on. And Stasha says she wants to feel like they're emotionally connected on a consistent basis. I found that it's it's that perfectionism from Stasha. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like relationships are you, you go through cycles. Sometimes you feel really close and sometimes you look at that person. Like, do I even know you?
2: But it's a cycle of going. She wants it perfect all the time. It's not happening. Yeah. She has an idea in her head and she doesn't want to just let go and go with the flow and just enjoy what you have right now. And I got to tell you, Aid, I just always feel bad when I side with Nate. (laughs) I just feel like I'm betraying Stasha because I feel like I should understand where she's coming from as a woman and the frustration, but she doesn't help the situation because she has a husband that's willing. So if you have a willing husband, that's half the battle. So maybe just, I I feel bad because I'm not saying lower your expectations, but Understand that human beings are not perfect and that you guys married at first sight.
0: So. And, and either he's good enough or he's not. You yeah. can't like keep on changing the goalposts or keep on telling him he needs to be striving. You can, I mean, you could also decide that he's not enough for you, but instead you say you're good enough. But, but I think the
2: unsaid thing is. Where it's obvious with Kristen, Stasha is not coming right out to say, I'm 37. I want a kid. I don't want to start all over again to meet somebody and, you know, waste all that time. I think that plays a factor. Very true. For her. But Nate is not wrong. These two have no business bringing a kid into this life yet. None. They have so many wrinkles to iron out before they have a kid. Stasha ends it saying there's nothing that can't be fixed. And I think Tane and I agree that I think there's some things that may not be able to be fixed. So you see, I think that's part of their problem. The reason why maybe they're still working is as much as Stasha has a butt for everything, I do think that Stasha is compromising a lot. And when I say compromising, it's not because Nate is asking her to. She's compromising for herself. Like like you said, you can just say this man is not enough (laughs) for you. (laughs) But she's compromising because she thinks, well, I can work with this. And things like, I don't like uh, skydiving or whatever it was, axe throwing and jet skiing. Instead of opening your mouth and saying, hey, I don't really like this. It would be nice if you did X, Y, Z. You just go along with it. But inside, you're judging the man and destroying him in your head. And then when you come to the show and say it out loud, you're not helping your relationship. You're hurting it. Not a one bit. I almost thought they might, well, there's still a part two. I don't, you know, I would like us to talk about Nate's work. Like, does she know? Can she explain what he does? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I was very happy for myself that I did not malign Nate's income or profession there towards the end of the season. But in the back of my head, I'm still suspicious.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
2: like, a, it's like a vague job title. Like, what do you do? It's one of those things we don't know. It's like, for those of you who watch Friends, it's like Chandler's job. No one knows what he does. So, uh, after afternoon Stasha, we move on to Mitch and Kristen.
0: I'm very tired of these two. We already had the thing in the first part where they go over the whole door opening. Now we have to go all the way back to the beginning of the honeymoon where... First off, Kevin asks them how they are. And Kristen is like, we're great. We're good. You know, we're very good. And I'm like, okay, they can't be that good. Kristen is overplaying this. <laughs> um, But then they go back to the honeymoon. And we once again have to deal with the whole, he wasn't attracted to her. And he told her. Then Mitch apologizes again. At this point, I'm like, Mitch, how many times have you apologized? You apologized in the show. You apologize. This poor man has to keep showing up. He apologized on After Party at least one time. And now he has to come here and apologize again. <laughs> They give us a little bit more context about what was going on at the time. Kristen said, "Like you know, I thought we were doing well. I thought we were good, but he hadn't even tried to like grab my hand, and he wasn't touching me." And Kristen says, "I just didn't think there was a chance that he wouldn't be attracted to me." She's not Jessica Biel. but she was surprised and she didn't believe him. I, I don't really know what to say to that. <laughs> I don't either. <know. laughs> Um, Kevin says to Mitch, so you're not attracted to her, but you're ready to have sex. And poor Mitch has to explain himself again. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like I've heard this all before. He's like, once I said everything, I was able to be myself. And in his mind, he thought the conversation went better than he thought. And they started cuddling and kissing and he got lost in the moment. And Kristen's like, I was happy he wanted to kiss. But other than what we are doing right now, like, we are not going any further. And this is not how it goes. She wanted more buildup and she wanted to build intimacy and not go from zero to 100. I'm like, didn't we go over all this already? So Kevin says, so once you got to the point where you guys were, I guess, making out that night, you realized that the not-attracted talk was BS. And Kristen once again repeats, oh, he was never not attracted to me but she had on more makeup and she wasn't the beachy hippie type that he was expecting. So he convinced himself that he wasn't attracted to her. Then Mitch apologizes again. <laughs> <laughs> just like, Oh my God. <laughs> um, And then Mitch says, and then Kristen learned that I was easily excitable. And Kristen's like, it was the bikini. Uh, I, I, okay. And then Kevin is like, Okay, for our next segment, there was an argument, and we called it Hobbygate. So they show us a clip of Mitch asking if she has hobbies. And Kristen is like, well, that's triggering. And she just doesn't like it when men say women don't have hobbies. I consider myself fairly well-versed in all the ways that the patriarchy is trying to keep us down. This one I had never heard. (laughs) I'm like, this is new. (laughs)
2: <laughs> but besides me thinking like hobbies i was just like hobbies i kept saying it that's a strange word hobbies but it just made me realize that kristen is easily triggered besides this i think we've seen what was that um when dr her yeah. mom is a hero yes and she just got triggered and was like there's a lot of things that trigger kristen and i feel like no, I'm not going to be on the same page as Justin. But I'm just going to be like, I feel like Kristen is like two people. Like there's a person that she wants to be and she, it's like a fake it till you make it type situation. So she's gearing herself and convincing herself of this person. And there's the person that she really is. Kristen wants to, she has some elements of
0: wanting to be a cool girl until she's like, but no, I don't want to be a cool girl.
2: I mean. That's a nice way, because in my mind, I was like, Kristen wants to be a bad bitch, but she don't have the range. That's not to say that she's not a great girl. I'm just saying, like, you know, she just didn't have the range.
0: I liked the hobby thing because you're right. We really didn't get enough of the fact that Kristen overreacts to a lot of stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
0: I, I really, I really want to understand this whole like. She's like, is cooking a hobby? Is walking the dog a hobby? Is playing sports a hobby? Have you seen me do all those things? Oh, looks like I have hobbies. I was like,
2: okay. And it's so funny because I'm just like, he's just trying to get to know you. Because again, Mitch can be oblivious. I mean, we've established that. So I don't, it just, it just, sometimes it feels like Mitch could just do, not do anything right. (laughs) Like his sins are going to follow him forever. (laughs) And I, I do want to say that I genuinely do believe that there could be
0: something gendered about the question. And I, maybe I just need to do some research. Like, I, I don't know.
2: That's, you know what? That's fair. After everything we just said about Bravo sports and all that. So maybe there are things that women do. And you're just like, I don't consider that a hobby. So yeah, you're right. We, S- we, we leave room for growth. <laughs> um,
0: Kristen says watching that scene back, you can see her starting to resent him. She felt like he didn't want to be married and he didn't see the catch that she was. Um, Kevin asked Mitch if he didn't want to be married and he's like, I actually can't remember what he said.
2: I think he just said, uh, <laughs> she answered the question or something. He wanted to be married, but not, yeah, he just wasn't ready to be married or something like that.
0: So, because we can never, ever let this go, Kevin asks Mitch if he still has feelings or attraction to Kristen. And it's like, why do they keep on setting this man up like this? Very unfair. He's... Mm It wasn't fair. So, he... They they do a commercial break to heighten the drama. And then he says, yeah, I'm attracted to her. And I do have feelings. And he thinks he's always will, And he's happy to have a friendship. And then Kevin's asking why he'll come back around. He's like, no, I'm... why do you keep on forcing Mitch to reject Kristen? He did it enough times <laughs> on the show. That is
2: a way to put it.
0: <laughs> and Kristen is like, no, I don't want to be with someone who's unsure about me. And you know what? Kristen is right. She should not be with someone who's unsure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. And Kevin asked Kristen at what point during that thing did she say enough is enough? And she says when he had the conversation with the sister. Poor Mitch, still defending himself. I, I'm not defending but having to repeat his same apologies yeah. He's like I just thought Kristen looked slightly better natural and I was like just stop I feel like you should just go on strike and say I'm not talking anymore um, um Mitch says that well Kevin says that things got better and Kristen said they took a couple days apart. Why is the show never telling us when people take days apart <laughs> And mad. then they went well at least it's something to find out during the reunion. Um, and then they did the couple's retreat and she said that he started giving compliments, but that it took her screaming in front of everybody to even get to that point. And then Kevin asked if at the retreat, was he still, was Mitch still into Kristen? And Mitch is like, I still have some concerns. And then there's Kristen. I don't know if she's overreacting, but she's definitely reacting again. Well, And they weren't clear about it. But I was like, okay, so you guys had sex on the retreat. So you're going to be annoyed if you had sex. And this man was still not sure. Oh, wait. Was that what they were trying to say? That they had sex at the retreat? Oh, well, there were actions at the couple's retreat. We had some moments at the couple's retreat. He was doing things he shouldn't have done if he wasn't sure. What what did you
2: think it was? I just, I didn't know. Because I was just thinking during the show, they kept saying they put a pause on that. So I didn't even think about that. She
0: just seemed so offended with the idea that he might have still been considering saying no on decision day if whatever happened on the retreat happened. And I just didn't think anything that they tried to tell us made any sense.
2: Classic maths.
0: (laughs) Um, I also want to include that during this time, they played a preview for next season and they still did the blurred face preview. And once again, we talk about this in After Party. Does any part of this network talk to each other? You already announced the couples. Why are you showing me a commercial that blurs their faces?
2: (laughs) That's a good question.
0: Sorry, guys. Back to Kristen and Mitch. (laughs) So Kevin asks if they've been dating. And Mitch is like, no, I haven't been dating. And Kristen says that she got a new job that involves a lot of travel to New York. And she's recently started dating. And she thinks that she's a catch. And feels like the right man is right around the corner.
2: Do you think she'll move permanently to New York?
0: Um, If that's what she wants. I mean, I don't know why you'd give up San Diego weather for New York weather. But maybe she needs a change of ce- scenery.
2: Also, do you remember what Kristen does for a living? No, I don't. Do you? <laughs> no, I went blank. That's what I'm asking. I was like, yeah. I was trying to think, oh, what kind of job she does that took her to New York. But I don't remember.
0: I did think, Kevin asked her if she would have said yes, if Mitch had said yes. And this girl lies like a mofo and says that she was a no for decision day. I was like, if he would have said yes, you would have said yes, Kristen. I don't believe you.
2: Said the woman who was keeping the door ajar. Okay.
0: All right, guys, we'll be right back. And we are back to Morgan and Ben. Morgan and Ben God forgive me. Morgan walks in and I'm like, is she injured? And then I was like, no, she just doesn't know how to walk in heels.
2: Yeah, she uh, she walks like, uh, what was that show uh, Viola Davis did? <laughs> I thought I was the only one who would think of Viola Davis and how she
0: couldn't walk in heels. Oh my
2: god. What's <laughs> uh, was- it wasn't how to get away with murder where she couldn't walk it, is, away. it is. It is. It is how to get away with murder. <sighs> That's what it was. Also, Kristen works for a software development company. I went to Google and it was top. I'm not the only one thinking it. It was like, what does Kristen O'Mass do for a living? <laughs> 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 no, she works for Salesforce. Impressive. Oh, she does. Okay. Um
0: Okay, Morgan and Ben we see like Kevin's like, you guys got off to a nice start and we see the honeymoon, them having fun. They also show parts of the mermaid. And I was like, by the time they're on the mermaid, they didn't like each other anymore. So, OK. Um, Kevin says you guys were attracted. And Morgan is like, yes, there was a connection. Ben agrees. Then Kevin's like, and then there was the issue with your nursing credentials. And Ben jokes like she is a nurse. She adds in there she's been a nurse for three years we go over Ben going to talk about to Justin Ben regretting talking to Justin Morgan complaining about it again. And then they made up on the beach and Morgan says that when they were on the beach, she felt that Ben genuinely felt bad. Kevin asked Ben why he continued to go into Justin after it blew up the first time. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like to Morgan, If it bothered her, what he was saying more, or more that it was Justin. And she says it hurt a little bit because talking to Justin is the same mistake that brought them down in the beginning. And she understands needing to go talk to somebody, but wishes that he hadn't gone to Justin. And Kevin says to Ben, oh, but Justin put you on speakerphone with his wife listening. Didn't he do you dirty? And Ben is like, yes, he did me dirty. And he asks Morgan if she regrets not giving it another chance, and she says no. Um, she is just disappointed because she signed up for her person and, you know, Ben was not going to be the person that was going to be there and have her back. Um, but she does say she regrets ending things early. I don't really know why.
2: To save face? I don't
0: know. Um, I was like, I don't, anyway, Ben says that he wasn't ready for marriage. And, uh, Kevin says that San Diego has a lot of therapeutic terms. I actually disagree. I don't think it's exclusive to the San Diego season. I feel like it's a type of speech that has infected all of our culture. And I doubt that San Diego participants are any more therapy speaky than the Boston or who else or the Houston or anybody else that we've watched.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, Ben is one of the few that I believe when he says he wasn't ready to get married. I don't think he was ready. Uh, okay. I, I Especially since he says it himself, I agree with it. I think he would have tried, but it would have been like, you know how sometimes you can do things, but it's not your natural state. You have to stretch yourself to be at the base level of good. He would have because he seems like a nice guy and a good guy, but I think he's not. There's just a lot he needs to sort out. I feel like Ben, um, you know, he talks about
0: sort of his achievement culture. And I think he made a mistake in thinking that marriage was like one more thing that he needed to achieve in life.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Then they tell us that Ben called Morgan and asked her to go to brunch after they were done. And he apologized again. And Kevin asked how that made Morgan feel. And she said it made her feel amazing. That's all she wanted. Because his previous apologies were him just regurgitating what people told him to say. But this time he came back on his own and gave her that authentic apology. And Morgan says that they're good. And they do seem very good. Um, Kevin tries to just stir up some shit by asking if they could ever be anything. And she's like, no, we're good friends. Which I'm shocked she even said good friends. But the romantic relationship is over.
2: All right. So. Kevin making that statement like, oh, do you think you guys or whatever had me asking the question we ask every season? Does this man actually watch the show <laughs> or does he get show notes? <laughs> we have a poll going on <laughs> on both our social media and Twitter and Instagram. And so far, show notes is winning. So, <laughs> Based just- on that question, because I've always believed that Kevin actually watches the show. Yep. Now he's too busy because there's no way you watched Morgan and Ben and you're like ah you guys gonna I want to see you guys together okay no but I also think it's a very
0: mass reunion thing to try to get us to believe that the expert didn't fail by keeping the hope alive that people who clearly hate each other might reconcile. So for their life update, we find out that Morgan has moved from San Diego, but I don't know if she's actually moved. She's put her stuff in Europe storage. She's going to Europe. Um, she's been dating. Nothing super successful. Just been fun. Ben got a new job. He's not dating. He's not ready for a relationship. And they both see marriage in the distant future. And Kevin makes us all laugh when he says, you guys came on maps, and now you see no marriage? And mm-hmm. Morgan says, you know, coming on here brought us down a peg. <laughs> <laughs> Said divorce. <laughs> uh, so now we're on. Now we're on to the entertainment part of the show because that's what Justin and Alexis are
2: mainly. Justin, this whole show. Um. Oh, sorry. Before you go on, something about before they came on and Justin heading out and Miguel in the background in like sweats made me think that they filmed the couples first. Even though they showed us all of them together, I feel like they shot them individually before all of it. I don't know why. Something else happened, but I forgot to write down why. That is a great theory.
0: Okay. That actually makes more
2: sense. I don't think I
0: realized that. Um, but I'm also like, why didn't you save the drama till the middle? Like, if you do all the dramatic stuff, well... One am planning! complaining. planning! That- <laughs> Well, I also think there's more drama to come here in this little segment with Justin and Alexis. So they talk about how they came out hot from the gate and they showed us like all of them being all loved up on the honeymoon. And Alexis says something about leaving her house ready to love, but that she wasn't in love with Justin. I didn't really get it. Um, So... Kevin tells us, I mean, if he's not watching the show, he is getting great notes, isn't he? Yeah. That they that maybe they might have consummated their marriage much earlier. That he gets, you know, information, you know, maybe on the honeymoon. There's some awkward music. And Alexis tells Justin, don't look at me. And then Justin says, Yes, they did. And then Alexis pipes in that they tried and dabbled. But they it wasn't very long, and then Justin argues back, but he penetrated and we orgasmed, and then he told on himself, "Well, it sounded like you did, and he did. <laughs> and I'm like, Kevin, I mean, Alexis will never miss an opportunity to let us know that ju- sex with Justin is very, very bad.
2: Oh, Justin is cringy, and he keeps going on and on and on. And she's making faces like Justin, like, just stop. So Kevin asks. Why is she looking
0: like that? And Alexis says, well, that's the story he wants to tell. Then Alexis says that Justin was the one who said, asked her not to say anything. And Justin agrees that he asked her not to say anything about them having sex on the honeymoon. But then she said that he started threatening to tell that they had sex. And she thought that it was manipulative, uh, manipulative and malicious. And Justin then starts trying to shift the blame, saying that she lied with him. She's not having it. That's
2: wild. Like, Justin's process of thinking is very strange. She lied for you, with you, because you asked? But it wasn't her first line of thinking. I don't know. It's very strange. It, it's just a stupid argument to make. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I
0: asked her to lie. You already admitted that. Now you're going to try to backtrack and say it was a joint decision after you said that you were the one who asked her? It's just it was it was just like a stupid thing. Um he then says, "Well, you know, you you um you obfuscate things because when you would have your one-on-ones and your OTFs, what do you I know what an OTF is, I think, but what do you think it stands for?" Say that again. So, he was talking about one-on-ones and OTFs. I think OTFs are when they go off while they're doing something and do a stand-up interview. Oh. Yeah, or maybe up. when they do the, the interview that we see them kind of in a studio or whatever.
2: The Confessionals.
0: What yes, but mean. I don't know what OTF stands for. Hmm. And he says, I see you took every opportunity to throw tra- shade, which is true. Which we see many, many an, an example of. <laughs>
2: Oh, sorry. OTF is on the fly. So like one that's just happened, like dinner happens and they say step outside and they just ask them like how they got their divorce. Oh, (laughs) Speaking of which, Kevin
0: says, well, after decision day, you guys gotten into an argument. And then Kevin asked if they're together. And I was like, if they were together when they walked in here, I'm pretty sure they won't be after the discussion (laughs) we just saw. Lord they are not together Justin has to say that it's his choice and Alexis is like what (laughs) and then it was kind of weird because it felt like that was just so weird because then Kevin asked what happened and Alexis says decision day was rough she couldn't take it anymore she felt like she wasn't free she felt like she was losing myself she says that they thought they were friends um Justin says that Alexis can't be truthful and it's frustrating Alexis says, I have nothing to hide. What's the point? And then I felt like Alexis was explaining that she broke up with him the day after decision day. And I was like, but we already saw that. So I was like, did you guys get back together and then break up again? Why are you explaining this?
2: Yeah. Justin is not a good narrator. So I don't, he interprets things or sees things differently. So I don't know. It's hard to believe what he's saying. I I really like how you said it He's a liar. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I wasn't expecting that.
0: (laughs) I feel pretty confident that Justin lies a lot. And then the problem is with the issue, with the thing that they kind of ended on, which is he basically said she came to his house and came on to him. Now, looky here, Justin. This is the second time this
2: episode you said someone came on to you. So I'm not inclined to believe you. And then for all the things that she has said, why would she want to have sex with... <laughs> me oh, but people on the internet seem to be saying that she's lying and she's just embarrassed by it. But I don't I don't think I believe that. <laughs> the thing is, this is what happens. She could be lying. Yeah. But I am more inclined to believe her than him whenever their mouths open. That's true. She's probably banking on the fact that we know Justin's not a reliable... <laughs> source of truth <laughs>
0: <sighs> oh. anyway so we end on a to be continued which I'm looking quite forward to the continuation <laughs> yes I want to hear everybody else in the group's opinion about whether or not Alexis went over to his house and came on to him
2: <laughs> I think what I'm looking forward to is the whole Morgan, Ben, Justin Alexis situation
0: oh yes I just find it very interesting that even after I know all this about Justin, I still, I think he and Morgan are both equally problematic in that situation.
2: Yeah. I'm a little disappointed in Kevin. If nobody else, even Kevin didn't rip Morgan a new one. Like, Morgan really got off easy this season. I think she deserved a Dr. Jessica on Molly type situation. (laughs)
0: I would love it if maybe later on we found out exactly what it is that was said. Because that has always been a very like confusing thing. What did Ben say?
2: I mean, I guess that she lied and she wasn't a nurse.
0: <laughs> I still think that there is something that she did lie about in the process.
2: Yeah, because there's a reason she said, keep it a secret. So what, mm-hmm. if, what was it? Th- I guess, th- what was it that he misinterpreted? Mm-hmm. But anyways... Who has your bouquet this week? Oh, God, I feel like a sellout. But my bouquet goes to Nate. (laughs) I feel like I gave (laughs) Nate my bouquet four weeks in a row. But there are so many reasons to. It's just, you know, even though the relationship looks like it's on the rocks, but it's not because he's operating out of fear, like justing and just going along with everything just to make things nice. He's standing up for what he actually believes in, but really he gets my bouquet for just sitting down the entire time. Justin was trying to get buck or do whatever. I don't know what he was trying to do, but not even batting an eyelid. That is impressive. So that's what he gets Who has yours?
0: Mine kind of goes to Mitch. I don't like it, but the man keeps on trying to apologize. <laughs> um, I wish he would stop actually. But every time he's presented the opportunity to look at his actions and say, maybe I didn't do the right thing, you know, he apologizes genuinely.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and I I really appreciate that he refuses to let Kristen to draw him back into a relationship that he does not want to be in.
2: There will be no ajar.
0: <laughs> Who has your burnt
2: ashes? Do I even need to say it? I know. <laughs> Justin. Justin just Justin needs to take a break, go off social media after all this is done and just kind of reevaluate cuz he hasn't learned a lot <laughs> from this process and he has a rare opportunity to see himself and course correct and see the things that he needs to work on because this 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 is embarrassing. Entertaining,
0: but embarrassing.
2: <laughs> Who has yours? Stasha. <sighs> I know
0: a relationship is two people. One person can't destroy it by themselves. But I'm like, girl, you always talk about therapy and how you're this and you're that. And uh, I wish that you could improve yourself. Because I think that you are all that's standing between you and a successful marriage.
2: That is so true. And the fact that she keeps harping on Nate's mommy issues. And I'm like, how would she feel if he threw back daddy issues or something at that? Like, you know? Also, I'm interested to know if Nate started the therapy. And also, for someone who's a huge proponent of therapy, are they in couples therapy?
0: Mm-hmm. I hope they are. They need it. If I mean, the, I have hope for them, but just not if they're going
2: to keep on going the way that they have been. It's not sustainable at all. At all. But I hope they work it out. Because the one thing, though, is I do think that they can... They're, they have the, same, the foundation... To make it work, they just both need to get out of each other's ways. Nate is just too stubborn. You cannot be that stubborn and be married. It's No, (laughs) save yourself the stress and just let that go. (laughs) (laughs) And she cannot be that uh, controlling, I guess, or wanting to be in control. Because not controlling like that, but wanting to be in control of every single thing and just get your expectations to be realistic, I guess. So, But I think they have the foundations to make it work together. Or decide that he's not for you and end it. But where you are right now is not where you can stay. Yeah. But if they're going to break up, I think Nate's the one that's going to do it. Which would be sad. Yeah.
0: All right, guys. That's it for this week. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. As we said at the top of the show, this thing is coming to an end. But we will have episodes for you during the break. And please let us know what your ideas for what we should cover. And we love
2: hearing from you guys on social media. We're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for supporting and listening to our show all season. Don't forget to subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we will see you next week for part two of the reunion. Bye, guys. Bye.